Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. So today we are talking about season three of Umbrella Academy. The last that we left off in season two, the Umbrella Academy altered the timeline due to their world-saving efforts. They are now back in present day, but they discover that they have been replaced in the current timeline by the Sparrow Academy. And most of this season takes place in Hotel Obsidian, which in the comics is an interdimensional prison that housed all of their villains. But we find out it is built by Reginald Hargreaves as a portal to a different dimension. We have Justin H. Min as Ben. We have Aiden Gallagher as Five. We have Rita Aria as Lila. Colm Fiore as Reginald Hargreaves. Tom Hopper as Luther. Elliot Page as Victor Hargreaves. David Castaneda as Diego. Emmy Raver Lampman as Allison. And Robert Sheehan as my favorite Klaus. I loved this season. The only thing I was not crazy about was the Sparrow Academy. I understood their purpose for being there, but I loved everything else about this season. They were just there as yeah. this distraction that I was getting annoyed with. And I was like, okay, can we move this process? Everything else I thoroughly enjoyed. How about you? Yeah, this season was great. I was glad that we kind of got to explore relationships a little bit more. And this season, you know, without spilling too much tea, I think what I really enjoy about this family is the relationships between each sibling and you get to see them play off of each other. And that's really fun to watch, especially now that, and this isn't a spoiler because if you've seen season two, you know that Ben in an alternate timeline is back to finally see him interact with everyone because in previous seasons he's dead and he can only talk to class. (laughs) So that was cool to see, even though he was had a different personality. I'll just say that. I did love how they always fun. referred to the Sparrow Academy Ben as like, we miss our Ben. Mm-hmm. It, our Ben was way cooler. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> did not miss a beat. It took us a while to get this season because of COVID. When we did our episode on To Doom, we got a bunch of Umbrella Academy information with the episode titles and all of that. I feel like that was forever ago. That was a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the Netflix Geek Week. That's what mm-hmm. it was. And it was a whole summary of what to look forward to. It was oh, so man. long ago. It was. Podcast babies. Yeah, we were. Now we're just <laughs> podcast toddlers trying right. to <laughs> cobble our way along here. <laughs> we're walking, but we're more wobbling. So. Yeah. We're yeah. crawling backwards like Steve <laughs> Harrington. Right. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Did you know Tom Hopper's wife was in this season? Yes. And I know who she is. Yes, it was so good. And I'll save it for the tea, but Mm -hmm. I absolutely love seeing her in the season. And I was like, ah, more family. Yes, please. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. This is your spoiler alert. We have seen season three of Umbrella Academy and we are talking about it right now. We're getting into it. What was your favorite episode? The wedding episode (gasps) eight. Me too. That's what I have on here. I knew I was going to like this one when we did the Geeked Week event. And it said wedding at the end of the world was episode eight. I was like, I'm going to love this because, you know, I love (laughs) a wedding. I really do. So five decides that he doesn't want to do anything about the end of the world anymore. They're kind of all sitting around. He's talked to his old self and he's like, don't save the world. And then Klaus comes back with Reginald. Reginald wants to go through with the plan to stop the apocalypse. He's like, why are you guys planning this wedding? You should be trying to stop the apocalypse. The group is kind of split down the middle as to what to do. I love the bachelor party. Yeah, that's and so it was 
was so funny. Like, I love that Luther picked Victor to be his best man. Samesies. Super sweet. Good call, Luther. Luther is just such a love bug. He's just he here to love people. He's, he can be a bit of a big idiot, but he's lovable. I would love that big idiot all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, he's your type for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I love me a big idiot. I would also say big idiots just flock to me. <laughs> That's my superpower. Big idiot. You're a big idiot all- magnet. Yep. Yeah. All day, Perfect. every day. Perfect. Maybe that's why I love you because I'm kind of an idiot. You're my favorite. <laughs> I'm your favorite idiot. The wedding was so sweet. And I loved that Klaus officiated the wedding. Oh, he's so perfect. Can he just be hired to officiate all weddings from here on out? If I don't go to a wedding and not see a Klaus impersonator, like an Elvis impersonator, I'm going to be really upset. That needs to happen. Like yes. a themed fandom wedding and somebody does Umbrella Academy. And yes. if you don't have a Klaus, game over. Yeah. Uh-uh. Off no, my thank planet. you. And then <laughs> the wedding reception where everybody gets rip roaring drunk. We don't even know what Five's speech was about. Does he even know? No. Everybody was just completely wasted except for Lila because she's with child. And then they go outside and they kind of just watch the end of the world together. And this is the first time that we just get to see them all hanging out as a family without trying to figure out how they're going to save the world. (laughs) Klaus comes out and he's like, Ben's nice now. Let's accept Ben. (laughs) He's always trying to bring everybody together. And I can honestly say, I really like Sloan and Luther together. Thank you. Okay. Serious question, which Mm -hmm. is never a serious question, but I'm calling it a serious question. (laughs) Okay. Who did you ship more Sloan and Luther or Diego and Lila? Oh God. That's neck. I know that is neck. They're totally different. They are. One is so healthy and loving Sloan and Luther. And then Diego and Lila are just so crazy, but they just work. They do. Gosh, I don't know. What about you? Can you even decide? It is apples to oranges. Yes. But I was rooting for both throughout the whole season. They had some really sweet moments on the dance floor, their first dance. And then Mm -hmm. you get to see Lila and Diego be loving towards each other and, and comforting, which you never see. And I was like, oh, so much growth. In such a short amount of time. I'm here for it. Yes, please. Yeah, for sure. You know, Diego realizes that he really loves her yeah. and she is realizing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall that episode, I loved it. it so good. I just loved the pacing of that whole episode. Mm-hmm. They're like, my bachelor's party is in 15 minutes. Downstairs. <laughs> they had to be <laughs> quick because the world's ending. <laughs> yeah, the world's ending. And then they went from that to the ceremony to the reception and it was just timed informally, but formal. And and so much excitement. Well, I'm going to be a married man. Only got a day left, you know, to exist. But here we are. Next serious question. Favorite character overall? Oh, God. I mean, obviously, Klaus. Number four. He is number four. He's always been my favorite. Every season, I just love him more, especially when he was the cult guru. And then this time he's going to the Amish community, <laughs> trying to find who his mom is. But he's just so positive and sweet and lovable. I want to hang out with him all the time. I just want to take him everywhere with me like a small little puppy. I just want you to be with me, Klaus. I love that we kind of dive into his powers a little bit more. Thank you. He's the master of death and his powers include, I looked it up, mm-hmm. evocation, which is conjuring spirits, spectrokinesis, which you can manipulate and destroy spirits, spirit summoning, death whisper, you can talk to the voices of the dead, retroactive immortality, 
he can die, but he doesn't stay dead. And regenerative healing. Yeah. And we didn't really know a lot of that. I think the whole first season, I didn't even, I was like, what can he do? He just talks to Ben and Ben's dead, you know? And then the second season, Ben can kind of take over his body. And, but this season we got to see, you know, him train with Reginald and die a bunch of times and then come back to life. And that was interesting. We get to see him in the afterlife. And what you were saying earlier is there was a cameo from Tom Hopper's wife. Tell us who she was. Okay. So Klaus's mom, AKA Laura Hopper, she came from the Amish community and that probably caught me in the feels the most knowing that Tom Hopper got to bring his wife to work and make it a family affair. And she's also a very well-known actress in, in the industry. Who's your favorite character? Okay. So I was kind of torn. Okay. I had to think back what storylines I was drawn to the most. Mm-hmm. And I kept circling back to Diego. Oh, okay. It started with the footloose dance sequence. Oh, yes. I was like, this is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> imagine just showing up to work, making sure you have to get your steps right because Kevin Bacon music is going to be on and you have to show all your hot dance moves. Oh yeah. I loved the dynamic between him and Lila. Oh yeah. And I was just rooting for him the whole season. Good job, Diego. I'm rooting for you. My caught me in the feels moment. You know, we've gotten to watch this character development of Lila in season two, because that's when we meet her. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that her adoptive mom killed her parents. She's undercover in this sane asylum. And then she meets Diego and they kind of start off with this crazy relationship and she's still loyal to her adoptive mother. But then at the end, her mom, her adoptive mother shoots her. Yeah. And then the siblings save her. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, this is my family. Like I can be with them. I'm one of them. She realizes that she loves Diego. So the moment is when Lila finally gets vulnerable with Diego. Diego's upset with her for kind of tricking him into thinking that Stanley was his son. You know, she kind of plays it off time difference. She could have been anywhere time. And he's mad about that. And she talks about her fears of not being a good mom. He's not quite ready to dive into it. He still needs to process his feelings, but he listens. You know, they're going to gonna make it. It's right. going to work out. Mm -hmm. The end of the world is happening, (laughs) (laughs) but she's getting real. She's kind of facing her fears. That's hard to do. That's hard to say, Hey, here's what I'm really scared of. Mm -hmm. And just share that with someone not knowing how they're going to take it, even knowing they're upset with you. Yeah. I'm really rooting for them. Another close second is when Victor tells his brothers that he's like, well, I'm Victor now. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I thought that transition was seamless. Mm-hmm. I thought they did such a good job going from Vanya to Victor. It was instant. Nobody was phased. They were happy for him. And I thought the show illustrated that beautifully. And I think they illustrated, you know, some realness to it because Luther wasn't privy to that knowledge. He was like, wait, what happened? And they had to explain it again. Just like, oh, okay. Yes. Now <laughs> I just, lo- I loved the dynamic of that and the brothers and just they're like, all right. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Okay. So my biggest unanswered question, this is more of like a plot point that I don't understand. I have a couple of questions, but what was the point of Harlan killing the moms and then him dying? I felt like they just kind of needed to end that storyline. Like he doesn't have a place anymore. So why did we do this? I I don't even know. It's his storyline did nothing for me in the second season. And still did nothing for me in the third. I see how and why they tied him into this season to get rid of some Sparrow Academy characters. I don't know. I just didn't see that much purpose. It was kind of a means to an end, the bigger plot. 
Correct. So where is Sloan now? Thank you. This is a new timeline. He's yes. Gonna, Luther's going to go find her because she exists somewhere. Right. If but she, she might not know him. Uh, maybe. I and don't she, know. She could be married to somebody else. Like, we don't know. Right. Because Allison got what she wanted because she made a deal with Reginald. I didn't even think about her not remembering Luther. I was just like, well, she's still alive because she wasn't dead in the last one. Luther died. <laughs> if he can come back and be alive in this timeline, I don't know why Sloan wouldn't be. So that was like the only peace of mind I had. I'm like, she's around here somewhere. He's going to find her. It's okay. Unanswered question number one. Are there two Bens in this timeline now? There was one on the train. I'm thinking that's Ben, not from the Sparrow Academy, but from the Umbrella Academy that got to come back. So mm. now we have two Bens in the same timeline. They're different numbers. Unless he's a twin. Maybe. Okay. So we have the Ben situation. Also, I am so confused about Reggie's character with his wife. They're in a skyscraper. Both aliens. They probably want to just yeah. rule over the whole world. Right. And I'm so confused. Like I want, I needed to know more. And I remember seeing her in Luther's episode when he's on the moon, she's frozen on the moon somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, what's her purpose right now? I was so thrown. And then they tied in the end with her being next to Reggie. So maybe the whole point of him resetting the universe or the timeline was just to bring her back. Well, yeah, to get the orbs from the energy of all the siblings to be able to bring her back. So now he doesn't need them. But at the same time, I'm wondering if he's going to cause another Kugel blitz. Okay. Because if he never needed them to do that, it's almost like the potential, the grandfather paradox, which is the problem that would arise if a person were to travel to a past time, it comes from the idea. And they show this in the show that if yeah. a person travels to a time before their grandfather had children and kills him, it would make their own birth impossible. So if he never finds them and she gets sick later, but that never happened and they don't have their powers anymore, he can't get the orb and then he can't heal her unless there's like some kind of, you know, magical wish involved. Cause he makes that deal with Allison and then she gets everything right. she wants. Cause her husband Ray is there, but that's not the father of her child, but she gets this magical world where he's not existing in the sixties. He's existing now. And she mm -hmm. has Claire back. Maybe there won't be a Kugel blitz because it's some kind of magical thing rather than altering the timeline. I don't know. I don't know. Alternate reality. Right. Who knows? Allison also had a rough season. Oh yeah, she did. She was angry. She was emotional all over the place. It was hard to watch. And yeah, but I get it. I mean, you want to see your kid and mm -hmm. you've been without your child for three years. You try to move on. You meet a man that you love and then you lose him too. I would be a wreck. Mm -hmm. But to make a deal with, with Reggie, that's a risk. That's a huge risk. I would and do it to see my children. Right. No. And I get sure. that, but it just sounds like an empty promise coming from this guy, but they both have something they really want. And there's only one way to get it. So the enemies become allies because they're have the same goal. Right. Sometimes right. But I just didn't think he'd come through with it. I just thought he was going to use her as a pawn and make her, make her believe, but whatever. he knows she's smart. So, and she could rumor him. Okay. Right? I don't know. I just didn't buy that. He was telling the truth to her. You just signed a deal with the devil. What's wrong with you? Well, the caveat was that all the other siblings were going to die. And he didn't tell her that she's like, mm -hmm. you're killing them. So she was going to get what she wanted at a cost that she wasn't willing to pay, which mm -hmm. she saw in the end and then stopped that. Okay. The cliffhanger for me, the umbrella Academy, they no longer have their powers. Yeah. How do you go to a season four after that? I definitely wanted a season four, but them living their everyday lives is just siblings. I need to know how they get their powers back. Well, here's the thing. Uh -huh. So all of them were healed of everything except Allison because Allison was not under the little orb thing, getting the life sucked out of her. 
So right. you remember on her arm, there was like a cut and it didn't oh, get yeah. healed. Uh-huh. So it's possible that process of them getting, you know, the life sucked out of them. You no, know, they got completely healed, lost their powers. That didn't happen to her. She didn't get completely healed. She could still possibly have her powers and somehow figure out how to get theirs back. Good point. I don't know. So there, there's something going on there. I'm wondering if you mentioned it. It's, she's like the reserve tank of gas when it comes mm-hmm. to powers. Mm-hmm. We need at least one of you to still retain your powers. And he didn't explain that to her, obviously, or any of us. We didn't know why, Mm -hmm. but now that makes sense. Right. And she has more powers than we've seen before. She's been able to do more. So we'll see what happens. They might just be like kind of dead batteries right now and she can charge them. Great analogy. Who knows? I need a season four announcement. Yeah. Where is that? I don't know. Come on, Netflix. We need to hear it. And as soon as we get one, we will definitely clue you guys in. And now it's time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. Fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom made fandom inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, Downton Abbey, and more. You are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code fangirl link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to listen to all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the Fangirls Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Netflix, The Umbrella Academy, any part of the Umbrella Academy comics, fandom app. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.